0: We have a brand new first time ever, never before seen thing happening on the podcast today. And that is We have a guest, a female guest, which makes it even better. Everybody, welcome Aaron Nagy to the twenty three podcast.
1: Hello, Aaron. I hear so good the to be here. Out there, uh, Aaron, I hear the crowds out there cheering.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they are. Everyone yes. loves me, obviously. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> with a face like that, how could they not? <laughs>
1: Okay, I I discovered a, a few years ago, not a few years ago, a few weeks ago when we did a video, but then there was the audio that came out on Thursday. In the video, I made a reference to Michael, your your daughter coming in the back of the room. Oh yeah. And somebody commented afterwards. Well, they were listening to the the podcast, and they appreciated the the my comment about somebody in the background, but they could not see it. So. It, we're, we have to be both. We're audio and video, but right now we have to be conscious of the audio. That is so, That is correct. So if you see something, you have to be like the, the cross behind Aaron's head. We have to be very careful to describe it for the people who simply have audio. Uh, behind Aaron, there's this cross hanging on the wall, and it's very apropos for Easter. Okay, I said it. I said. What that was like poetry flowing
0: from your lips. <laughs> well, what do you expect on Tuesday morning? Welcome to the 23 Podcast, everybody. Happy Easter. We are so glad to have you with us. Uh, lots of things have been happening in the last week. Uh, we are not only recording the podcast right now, we're also live on Facebook for people to watch the video version of the show as well. So uh, I just wanted to check in, first of all, Father, how was your Easter after our Mass? And uh, have you, I know you said you got some new shoes, so that's exciting, but uh, have you recovered? Are you feeling chipper today?
1: Oh, I, yes, I didn't have much to recover from. This was so easy compared to some other weeks. It was really quite, uh, quite beautiful, and I had to relish in the fact that I knew people were able to celebrate with us, even when I couldn't see them. Um, the rest of the day was very laid back. Some some of you know that my normal tradition on both Christmas and Easter, although later in the day, I might have dinner with family or other people, but my normal tradition is I leave church and I go to the Waffle House and have breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a highlight for me. I think it's because I know they're open. Unfortunately, they're not open. Oh,
0: true, yeah. I didn't even think about that.
1: So I came home and fixed a, a breakfast for myself and uh, aside from the sunday masses easter vigil and easter sunday the other highlight for me was i took a long walk on sunday afternoon i mean uh from my house i went out past the high school across uh, Roachton, went over to the levis uh, industrial park area not the shopping area but the industrial park area yeah. it was it was a good long walk it felt beautiful there were Uh, those streets out there, nobody was on those streets. I was on the sidewalk, but there were bicycle riders and a few runners, but otherwise it was just very peaceful, very quiet. That sounds great. Aaron. how about you?
2: Um, yeah, my Easter was also very relaxed. I, uh, watched mass in the morning, moderated the Facebook comments. Um, Oh,
0: let's, let's talk about that for a moment. The, Aaron, you've been doing a great job moderating. You're just such a great moderator. You're so moderate.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> Thank you. I, I, it's a joy. What do I
1: call you? The the, hall monitor. the uh, yeah the hall monitor. Like
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. It's nice. I enjoy um getting to see everybody. See who? I mean, no one knows it's me now. They do. The secret's out. Um, dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs>
2: but I like interacting with everybody, seeing who's there, and um it
1: definitely do, makes do, it. Do you yeah. normally talk with people when you're at mass?
2: Well, not during mass, but oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after mass, always.
0: Does it doesn't it feel a little naughty that you're like talking during mass while
2: there's yeah and there's some people who make comments about that which I think is hilarious and know. there's been a couple of times where I laugh out loud reading the comments in the middle of mass and I feel really weird about it but it's yeah. funny.
1: <laughs> and if you if you miss something, you can replay the mass afterwards.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the good part.
1: I was talking to a pastor from another parish, and I called him on Saturday about noon, and he said they had just finished the Easter vigil. And I said, Easter vigil on Saturday morning, but they don't have the equipment to air something live Okay. So they had to uh, record it. And then it was going to be broadcast Saturday evening. So they, uh, I thought that is, you know, even though I don't have people in the pews, I felt an affinity to the people wherever they were in their own homes. And, uh, just hear hearing him say that it was recorded kind of hurt me and I thought it I felt bad for him and for his parish for a lot of people they might not even know the disconnect but I did sure yes
0: I thought Sunday was you know for for the situation I thought it was a uh, as joyous of an Easter as we could possibly have given given the the circumstances. And, you know, going back and looking at some of the analytics on our, our um, platforms, I'm estimating we had uh, over 2000 unique devices joining us for that mass live. So, you know, multiply that out, you know, some people were watching by themselves, but some are couples, families of three, four, five people. So literally thousands of people joining together in the moment uh, from their homes or wherever they were uh, to pray together on Easter Sunday was, is pretty cool.
1: I, I have an app on my uh, iPad that I've had for years for the, the liturgy of the hours, the that the mm-hmm. priest. And whenever I go on, it also has this little thing down in the corner to tell you how many other people are on praying at that time
2: mm-hmm. around
1: the world. Oh, that's and, cool. And I love that to know you're praying with other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Meanwhile, no. Uh, speaking of other people, I want to shout out to Thomas and to Charlie and Leona and Kathy and Pat. They've said hello so far in the comments. Hello to all of you. Uh, Kathy said that she watched a math uh, after math. She watched a movie on Turner Classic Movies on Easter Sunday. I saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang the other day on TCM. <laughs> oh my that,
2: god!
0: The, the original, yeah, with Dick Van Dyke. That's a great movie. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing because it was like close to midnight and I needed to go to sleep. But I had to watch a little bit of it. It was exciting.
1: Okay. Can can we go from uh, Dick Van Dyke <laughs> and Kitty, Kitty, Bang Bang to John's Gospel and Tom, Thomas? Are you ready?
0: I am, Aaron. This is where when he gets fed up with me digressing, he'll just take an immediate turn. I, have to reel him in. I love okay. it. First, I need to. I want to say hi to Marty because Marty just said hi, and uh, Marty is a really special person at our church. So hi, Marty. Thanks for joining us. Glad to have you here.
1: That sounds great.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's move on. That's my job. That's, that's <laughs> he your Keep
2: on time. All yeah. right.
0: So only okay. 23 minutes, folks. The Gospel of John. You're on, Michael. Oh, that's me. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe.
2: Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ.
0: Christ. Aaron, your reading was wonderful. I just want to give you a compliment.
1: Yeah, actually, it's very good. And I'm glad we did it in two parts so people can see the the contrast. Um, Earlier today, I was going through this gospel passage. And just highlighting all the incredible symbols, uh, lines that we know well, everything from uh, Thomas finally saying, my Lord and my God, which is a phrase that a lot of people use when the priest elevates the host or the cup, my Lord and my God. I was taught to say that to myself when I was a kid. I know in some cultures they say that aloud. There's the whole thing about the nail marks, the symbol of the nail marks and the, the side. There's the, uh, the powerful image of Jesus saying, peace be with you, and saying it a second time, peace be with you, and actually even a third time, because he says it the, the next week when he comes, mm-hmm. uh, the image of the breathing of the Holy Spirit, uh, breathing on them, which is a recreation. There's the, the whole part about who sinned you forgive, but there's also the one that I wanted to talk about is the locked door. They had the locked doors for fear and Jesus came anyway. sort of like we try to lock Jesus out, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, but you can't. So did you notice any other symbols as you read it, either one of you?
0: Well, you know, the the whole image of, you know, unless I see it, unless I touch it, unless it's so tactile, it's so sensory, Um, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if we, if we can't see it or touch it with our own eyes, sometimes it's hard to believe in, but so many times in our, our faith now that, I mean, we rely on the tradition of those that have come before us all the way to the apostles and those that were physically with Jesus when they could see him and they could touch
1: him. Um, we, We even use the phrase seeing is believing. But yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. the strongest faith is when you don't see. Aaron, did you see any other parts that just jumped out at you?
2: Um, I think related, I know you said they locked the door out of fear. I thought, um, the other piece was that you know, Thomas was doubting and that didn't keep Jesus away either. The fear didn't keep Jesus away, the doubt didn't keep yeah. Jesus away.
1: Yeah, the uh. The whole thing about, normally it's called Doubting Thomas. Some people call it Believing Thomas because he ends up believing. Um, I, I like the uh, the phrase uh, Didymus called the twin. And I remember one time years ago giving a homily about the two Thomases. They were twins. Of course, really it was just one person. But that every person has both a doubting side and a believing side. And so the twin within us i wonder, group, yeah. wonder if he actually was a twin of uh, for thomas yeah
0: i <laughs> i i don't know i i don't have an answer <laughs> to that <laughs> i i have a funny story about twins sure go ahead you have so, a twin i do not have a twin uh, but i don't if you know modern Family, the show modern family just had their series finale last week and at the beginning of the show one of the um, small children in that show, when she was an infant, she they had two babies. They were twins. And then I didn't realize that once the babies got a little bit older, they replaced them with one person to play the role for the rest of the show for like nine years. And so up until last week, I always thought, she's like a teenager now, that there were two of her. And I was always like, oh, they look so much alike. I really cannot tell them apart. I thought it was like Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen on Full House. I So, last week it it was hard
1: it was a hard week for me. T- TV shows are your point of reference for scriptures.
0: Yeah, there you have it. That's that's <laughs> about as deep as I get.
2: <laughs> it's good to relate pop culture to
1: well, yeah, I guess that's about as pop culture as they get. I told
0: Claire, I told Claire I said here in the credits, I always wondered, like, how did they decide which twin got to be in the opening credits of the show? Like, I'd be mad if I wasn't if I didn't get to be the one that was in the credits. And here there was only one there was only one person
1: the whole time. It rocked my world. Do you remember the 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 Broadway, the young kid who wanted to dance ballet? And when it was on Broadway, because it was a very demanding part. They had three different actors play the part. Oh, yeah. And t- collectively, they won the Tony Award for Best Actor. But all three of them came up. You and I went to go see that show together, did we not, in Cleveland? You and I and Claire.
0: I, I took the two of you up there as my gift to you for your wedding. Oh, yeah. my I mean, I, I knew my wife was there. Wow, where, way to throw me under the bus on that one. <laughs> You remember her
1: name is Claire.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Father.
1: I, wanted, I wanted to take Claire to a show, but I felt I couldn't do it without taking you. Yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> Whatever works. That's fine with me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, let's go back to this image for a moment of, you know, the door being locked if we can, can you expand upon that a little bit? Father? Well,
1: I know lots of people who are just plain closed. Uh, Maybe they're mentally closed, like I believe what I believe and nobody messed with me uh, with a new idea or a new insight. I know people whose emotions are closed. You know, I I don't want to get close to somebody because last time I got close, it hurt too much when I fell in love. Or I I know people who close off uh, belief. I think sometimes uh, belief demands an incredible openness because we don't know where God is going to take us. Yeah. And so, yes, the doors are often closed. And, you know, how many times I've talked about, you know, the big mistake of building walls. And again, I'm I'm not just talking about literal walls, but people build walls and we should have always have fine ways to open ourselves up. And that's one of the things that we're working hard right now, because everybody's behind the walls of their house. You know, uh, you mentioned this morning when you and I were talking uh how uh you know that you can use the front porch. You know, that's kind of your in-between. Yeah. You know, so it's part of your home, but it's not out there in public. Uh we we should have a lot more porches and we should have a lot more front porches. In the old days houses had front porches, now they don't. You have back patios. Well, you've got both. But uh but the but- Hawaii whole- we like to be equal opportunity. Yeah. At our but the house. idea of a front porch was to say, yes, I'm extending my house in a sense of openness and we have to open our hearts, but that takes work. And especially in a time of fear. Uh,
0: well, yeah. I mean the, the whole idea of we, we haven't left our home out of fear and, and I've seen some other people pick up on this, like in some ways this Easter is, more like the 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 original Easter <laughs> ever has been before. Aaron, have you seen that that text floating around that I'm talking about?
2: No, I just was thinking that myself, so I'm in the loop, even though I'm not in the, well, in the loop.
0: it's because she originally wrote it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no, but yeah, well,
1: no, the whole, the whole tell me, uh, I want to hear more, Aaron. What were you saying about yeah? Uh,
2: well, I just think that you know. This Easter is so unique in that we were all in our own little, you know, kind of separated places, and we were in this um, just overall state of fear um, and unknown, and that is just so much where the disciples were, you know, they were in this state of unknown, and, you know, Jesus rose like they, like he told them, but they didn't even know what that meant, and um, I think there was just so much, there was still so much unknown um, for them in that um, there was hope because they knew, you know, Jesus was going to bring something good, something good was going to come out of it. But I feel like it's really easy to relate to that ourselves. You know, we can see the hope, we can see that there will be good, there's good now that we can find, but there's still so much unknown.
1: Yeah there's there are lots of unknowns. and again, back to a question, what is faith? If we feel like we have to have all the answers now, fortunately, our faith is has proven itself through the centuries uh, to the test of time and and academia that we can't it's it's not just up here in the faith. it's like it's an intellectual religion as well. So we have that, but sometimes you just don't have the answers. as Michael said, we just have to and trust ourselves with the community around us who has asked all these same profound questions for centuries. And we just insert ourselves in that.
0: You know, so many years, we have this nicely little packaged celebration of the Paschal Mystery, right? We know on Holy Thursday, you know, we get to have the washing of the feet and the institution of the Eucharist, and it's a very joyful time. And on Friday, we know that you know we're going to feel sad, but we know that Sunday's coming. And then on Sunday, we get to go back to church, and everything's happy again, and it's a joyous day. And then we move on with our lives. But this year, it's the literal unknown that I think is is bringing anxiety to everyone. Is we don't know when this will end. We don't know how it's going to end. Um, We care about our loved ones. We care about our families. Uh, We care about those that are working in the hospitals and on the front lines. And so in in some ways, when the little uh, bubble has burst of, you know, predictability and we know how things are going to go because we can control things, uh, we start to panic a little bit. And in some ways, I love the fact that uh, we are being challenged to persevere through the unknown and how that we can. Um, as a community then, link together and and journey through this together.
2: Well, and I think it's just a deeper, it's a greater invitation to trust. Like in the unknown, we have to choose to trust the Lord. And, and that's like, it's hard. It's a surrender. But it takes you deeper into that relationship with him. If you can say, I trust you, even though I don't have control. It's really having to let go.
1: And trust is
0: the opening of the door.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that ties perfectly to, you know, the whole other image for the second Sunday of Easter is Divine Mercy Sunday. And that Divine Mercy image, what does it say at the bottom every time? Jesus, I trust in you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I just wanted to comment. I saw somebody, uh, Michael, ask about what about when people shut their doors on you? You know, so it's not just do we shut our doors on Jesus. But sometimes we know that people lock us out or close us out. And, you know, what's going to be our attitude about that? That is a, a pretty tough one. Um, I, I think it's, a, it's an extension of this whole thing. Uh, we cannot control other people's lives. We can hope that maybe people will trust us. We can hope that people will give us an opportunity to be genuine and authentic with them. Uh, but sometimes we, we are also locked out. Uh, that happens to all of us. I, I suspect that in terms of faith, you know, sometimes people turn us off simply because they either don't understand our faith or why we talk about it. You know, why do we make a life, uh, centered on the Lord when there's so many other things to worry about? And sure. so, so we just, we do what we can and it's always by invitation and we have to, uh, I don't know if you remember, a couple of years ago, we had the, what was called the Year of Faith. I believe every year should be a Year of Faith, but there was an emphasis on the Year of Faith. That was actually the only year I had faith. I've been waiting <laughs> for it to come back. It's been tough. Anyway, there was a uh, a little icon that was given as kind of the official symbol, and it was Jesus on the outside knocking on the door. But if you looked, there was no doorknob from the outside, so it had to be opened from within. And uh, I think that's what's happening. We have to open ourselves to the Lord. Amen. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the 23 Podcast. Thank
0: you so much, everybody, for joining us, and especially Aaron. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron.
2: I'm so glad I got to be here.
0: This podcast will never be the same. God bless all of you. Have a great Easter week. Happy Take Easter. care, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on the 23 Podcast.